Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and today you're listening to Podcast 29. Today we're going to talk about traveling with your bird. This is a really timely topic since here we are in spring and summer's coming soon. A lot of people are planning their vacations and people, you know, with birds worry, what am I going to do with my bird? And certainly, you know, you could leave your bird at home and find a boarding facility. And for many birds, that's the right thing to do if they're very stressed or if you're going to a place where you can't easily travel with your bird. But if you do decide that you're going to take your bird with you, whether it's in the car or in a plane, um, you know, you do need to prepare. So I wanted to review a few things today that I talk about quite a bit with people this year, uh, this time of year, when we're getting ready to travel with our birds. Now, the first thing you have to think about is, you know, has your bird ever traveled? Many, many birds never leave their homes, and so travel can be a kind of scary experience, and it's something that you have to work your way up towards. What do I mean by that? Well, it means having a very safe container or carrier for your bird, and there are many commercially available out there. Um, You want to get something that is obviously well ventilated. You don't want to do the cardboard box thing where you punch holes in it. You want to, uh, you know, go to the pet store, go online, and really do the research to get the appropriate sized carrier um, with the appropriate sized accoutrements, things like perches and things inside of it to fit the size of your bird. So there are bird carriers for small birds, there are bird carriers for medium birds, and there are bird carriers for large birds. And, you know, depending upon what kind of bird you have, you should get the appropriate size. So you want the carrier to be large enough that your bird can move around a little bit. You don't want it to be so crunched that, you know, if you have a big macaw and you try to stick it into a small carrier that it can't extend its tail or its wings and and stretch out a little bit. Um, And some carriers are made to be solid so the birds can't see outside and for some birds that's appropriate because they get very stressed and other birds really do like to look out you know those are the birds who are used to seeing out the window or being around a lot of people and there are some carriers that are made out of plexiglass or lucite material um, which is clear and allows your bird to see outside I do think that if you have a bird who is fairly well socialized having a clear carrier like that can be really really nice because your bird can enjoy the view and enjoy moving around and seeing the outside world 
but you have to kind of judge based on your bird's history, whether your bird does well with new people and new surroundings, or whether it's the kind of bird that gets very, very stressed when it's exposed to new things. So picking the right size carrier, ideally one that has a perch in it that is something your bird can grip and hold on to. Um, you don't want a, a lot of things in there that your bird can get tangled into, like swings or ropes or anything like that. But one solid perch where your bird can grasp well with his feet is appropriate. You do want to have a little feeding station in there, somewhere you can put food and water, so that if you're going on a, a long trip, your bird does have food and water available. And certainly you want it to be well ventilated, not too open that your bird can escape, um, but certainly that you have good airflow through the carrier, so the bird, you know, doesn't get overheated, um, it, that you know ammonia buildup or anything like any any sort of uh, sense buildup inside if there's food in there and and the food sitting in there for a while. You don't want that to build up inside the carrier. So you want a well-ventilated carrier. Um, you want the material that the carrier is made out of to be strong. So again, no cardboard boxes, nothing that your bird could chew through and escape from. Most commercially available carriers are made of either lucite, as I mentioned, or um, solid hard plastic, something that's easy to clean so that when your bird uses it once, you can easily clean it and use it again. So um, once you've established what kind of carrier you're going to get for your bird, you can certainly line it with some newspaper or paper towel, something that makes it easier to clean in the bottom. Make sure that if you are traveling over distance, whether you're going in a car um, or if you're going to take your bird in a plane, that uh, the bird has access to water. So you want to have some water with you, maybe a bottle of water if you're going in the car so you can refill the water as you go. Um, you know, having some kind of water in the plane with you, or certainly if the bird is able to be in the uh, passenger area. And for some airlines, you can put a small bird under your seat. Uh, it depends on the airline. And so having some water with you or a bottle of water in the uh, passenger area of the plane to allow your bird to drink uh, is a good thing to do. Um, if you have to put your bird into the cargo area, that's a whole another topic we can talk about. But in general, you want something um, that is airline approved, a carrier that's airline approved. And that's something you have to check with your, uh, with your airline in advance to see what kind of carriers they do allow you to ship your bird in. So um, that's that's a very important topic. We'll talk a little bit more about airline travel in a minute. Um, food, treats, things that your bird likes to eat. If you're traveling in the car or if your bird is in the plane in the compartment with you, having access to some food is really important for the bird. Um, some treats that are distracting, maybe a favorite toy, something that's comforting. Um, those are all things that you should bring with you. Uh, and you do want to wrap the carrier if you can um, with a, a towel or a blanket, something that you can prevent drafts from blowing through if it's a cool summer night. Uh, you know, certainly if you're in New England and you're traveling, you can get down into the 40s at night there. So, you know, you don't want to bring your bird in the car and have the bird suddenly be exposed to a draft. So something you can wrap up the carrier in to keep the drafts out, keep your bird a little warmer, that's a great idea too. So once you have all these little supplies ready um, and you know you have your list of things, what you want to do, you want to certainly acclimate your bird to the carrier. And what do I mean by that? Well, some birds are very flexible and they're used to you know, changing settings or used to new people and new environments. Many, many birds, on the other hand, as we mentioned before, are not used to changing settings. They're not used to going out of the house. Seeing new people and new situations can be very scary. 
Um, and going into a new carrier can be very scary. So you may want to practice at home, which means setting the carrier out in a, a comfortable area in your home where your bird is comfortable, like in a room that the bird frequents a lot in your house, and then leaving the door of the carrier open, allowing your bird to walk in and out freely, perhaps putting some wonderful, exciting treats in that carrier so that your bird learns to associate the sight and the sound and even the smell of the carrier with um, something yummy, something rewarding, something fun, not something to be afraid of and I would practice that for you know potentially a number of weeks just you know every day letting your bird walk in and out of the carrier um, you might even want to close the carrier door at some point and walk your bird around the house, um, even walk your bird outside. Uh, if you are traveling in a car and you can practice with the bird in the car, you can even put the bird in the car and drive around for a little bit. So that's something you should work your way up to gradually, you know, each day just having the bird have access to the carrier and then kind of upping the stakes and, and walking the bird around the house, walking the bird outside the house. If you live in a house, walking around the lawn. Um, if you live in an apartment building, you know, maybe riding down in the elevator, getting into the car, hearing the street noise, having your bird hear the street noise, the sounds of horns, um, of other cars, of people talking. Those are all things that are potentially scary to a bird who's traveling. Um, and if you do have to travel with your bird to an airport on an airplane, you might even think about practicing, if you can, if it's not a big deal, by bringing your bird to an airport and even hearing, having your bird hear the sounds of the other you know, uh, passengers and of the planes and all the hustle and bustle at the airport before the bird actually has to take the ride in the plane. Now, as I mentioned before, you know, plane travel can be very scary. I guess certainly going on a train as well can be scary and hearing all of those noises and being in that environment for a bird who hasn't come out of the house ever potentially can be very scary. So any kind of practice you can do is terrific. Um, if you are going to get into a plane, um, generally most airlines do require a health certificate by a veterinarian uh, in, in, adv in advance of travel. And depending upon where you're going uh, and what airline you're taking, the rules will be different. So if you are going within the United States, typically you just need to check with your airline and see many airlines require uh, an exam by a veterinarian, sometimes some specific tests to take birds across state lines in an airplane. Um, and usually it's typically within about 10 days of travel. But if you are traveling with your bird in a plane, you certainly want to know, can your bird be in in the passenger area where the people are sitting, where you're sitting potentially, or does it have to go below in cargo? I don't love that situation. Unfortunately, you know, birds get very stressed and not all of them do well there. It's, it's not my most favorite thing to do, but certainly if you have to travel in that way, um, sometimes you do if you're going long distances and you have to take your bird with you. But you should contact the airlines in advance, and if they do require a health certificate by a licensed veterinarian, you want to make sure you schedule that visit the health certificate examination within the appropriate number of days of travel. Remember that if the, the airline requires that the health certificate be dated within 10 days of travel, you don't want to visit your veterinarian two weeks, three weeks ahead of time because that veterinarian will have to date that exam, that certificate on that exam there um, on the day that he or she actually does the exam. Otherwise, it's illegal. So, you know, you can't ask your veterinarian to lie. Um, so you want to just schedule appropriately and make 
make sure that you you know you know all the things that the the airline requires. Typically, health certificates are submitted to the USDA veterinarian at any given airport, and that veterinarian checks out the paperwork and makes sure everything is in order. Now, if you're traveling out of the country, it's a little more complicated. Um, different countries have different regulations regarding the bringing in of birds to the country. Some birds, um, some countries are, are very easy about bringing birds in, um, but now that there's avian influenza virus, which is a very, very serious disease economically, particularly for the poultry industry, you know, it can wipe out uh, millions of turkeys and chickens, and it has in the United States. There are some serious regulations about bringing birds into the country from other countries where potentially this disease is endemic. So um, you do want to check with the consulate of the country into which you're entering with your bird and see what tests must be done on your bird by a licensed veterinarian in how much advance of your travel to make sure you've done it all appropriately and that your bird will be safely able to come into the country. Um, some regulations exist depending upon the country uh, in terms of quarantine of birds that are entering a country. So sometimes birds must be quarantined before they're officially allowed to freely travel with you in a country and that's something certainly you want to find out in advance of your travel and have a plan. Um, so these are things to be thinking about in advance of travel. Um, you want to make sure your bird is healthy. You want to do a good physical exam at your veterinarian's office, potentially do some blood work. Make sure that the bird is safe to travel. I mean, just, you know, some birds can be harboring illness. Some birds are older and they get stressed very easily. Um, stress can bring on strokes just as it does as in people. It, it can bring that on in birds as well. We know many, many birds have um, sort of clinically silent or underlying heart disease, just like people, people can have, and um, they have cholesterol deposits in their arteries, and when they get really, really stressed and they try to raise their blood pressure um, when they're nervous, they sometimes can't get enough oxygen pumping in their blood through to their brain because their arteries are narrowed, and as a result, they faint. Um, we see that often, uh, you know, with older birds on all seed diets or all nuts and seed diets who have, building, who have been building up uh, cholesterol deposits it's in their arteries over the years and then they come into the veterinary hospital even for a checkup or a nail trim or something like that and they faint and you know they do come back in a matter of minutes but it's a very scary thing to see your bird kind of pass out and it's not something you'd want to have happen um, as you're bringing your bird to the airport for travel or, or god forbid have tra have it happen you know when your bird is in the cargo area of travel so you if you are going on a long trip with your bird um, even in a car or a train um, you do want to have that bird checked out to make sure everything is safe for travel and that you're not expecting to have any health incidents if the bird travels with you. Um, you should have a, a simple emergency kit with you too. Things like styptic if your bird should break a, a feather or a nail, um, some paper towel, maybe a little gauze, um, something like that so that you could put pressure on a broken uh, toenail or the end of a bo broken beak um, or a broken feather. If it's a blood feather, we've talked about that new feathers coming out have blood in the shaft and if they should break before um, they the blood recedes in the shaft of the feather as the feather matures we call that a blood feather and if a blood feather breaks it can bleed a lot it's very scary so putting pressure on that is the way to make it stop you certainly want to have a little paper towel or a little gauze or something to be able to put on that broken feather if your bird gets excited and breaks a feather a new blood feather while you're traveling um, 
having a little triple antibiotic ointment wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, if your bird should get a little scrape or cut, um, certainly if it's significant enough, you want to have a veterinarian look at it. But if you have a bird and you're traveling to have a little bit of antibiotic ointment with you, um, just a little teeny bit, if you had to put it on a skin scrape or something like that, um, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have something uh, available as well. And even maybe um, a little... Uh, uh, peroxide or something that if you had to clean a wound, you know, an insignificant wound, having that along would not be a bad idea either. So having some basic medical supplies, uh, maybe a scissor, a little bit of bandage material, that kind of thing. Um, hopefully you'd never have to use that, but it's better to be prepared, particularly if you're going in the car. Um, and, you know, your bird is with you for a long period in the car and, and he or she gets excited. Um, having that cover, if you're going on a car trip or if you're going to be staying in a motel or a hotel overnight, having um, a cover to cover your bird's cage if he gets very excited. Sometimes it could calm your bird down. I mean, if your bird's not used to being covered, then it may actually make him more riled to be covered. But at least having that option, if the bird is making noise and you have to kind of keep things quiet if you're in a hotel or a motel, um, that's the best thing that you can do is to have a cover available. Um, so I hope that these thoughts about travel have not scared you too much. I mean, many birds travel wonderfully. People enjoy going away with their birds. Many birds love to travel and be out in the car and, and you know, see all the sights and meet new people. Um, certainly you want to keep your bird away from wild birds if you're traveling, if you're going on a camping trip. Um, not the best place to bring your bird, um, but certainly keeping them away from any kind of wild birds. Remember that many wild birds carry disease that even our own parrots can get. So keeping them safe and away from predators. If you're camping, you know, taking your bird with you and exposing your bird to coyotes and other things that are predatory, not the best idea. Probably better to leave your bird at home. Um, you want to make sure that you're not exposing your bird to any significant temperature extremes. So if you're, you know, used to living in an area like uh, New York, where I am, where it can be warm during the summer, but not really crazy hot, you don't want to bring your bird to the middle of the desert, um, nor do you want to bring your bird into a super, super cold environment. So extremes in temperature are not great for birds. Birds can acclimate over time, but if you're going to be traveling, um, you just don't want to expose your bird to rapid changes in temperature um, or rapid changes in environment like that. And you do, as we said, always want to have a way to keep your bird uh, in the shade if it's very hot, um, and certainly to have fresh water all the time in case your bird gets stressed and needs to drink a little bit more or gets overheated. So um, these are all things that I typically will talk about during this time of year. Uh, remember that if your bird doesn't travel well, your bird can have a vacation when you have a vacation. Find a safe boarding facility in your area um, or maybe you have a pet sitter who can come to your house and your bird will be fine, you know, being left at home for short periods. You just want to find someone you trust. So you should be able to enjoy your vacation as your bird enjoys his and hopefully it's something you can do together. But if you can't, you know, don't feel bad. Birds are fine um, for short periods of time, even without you in the right hands. So this is Dr. Lori Hess. I, I hope we've hit upon some interesting information for you today. Just remember that when you're listening to Zoo Nation throughout these episodes, you can follow our Zooprim Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show where you can ask questions for me to answer on the show, whether they're about travel or another timely topic or something specific. Um, you will also see some sneak peeks there to episodes you may have missed. Um, so do check out our 
Facebook page. And if you do have any specific questions, you can feel free to contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. Again, this is Dr. Lori Hess, and you're listening to Zoo Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Supreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.